0: Hi, everybody.
1: I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective.
0: So today, everybody, we're giving a little bit of an election update. A lot of things have happened. Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris as his running mate. Um and to be honest, ticket the DNC is going on, and and there's also been a lot of controversy over mail-in voting uh, and what President Trump has said about it. But we're we're going to start with Kamala Harris. So Joe Biden chose California Senator Kamala Harris as his his running mate. Who is she, Ethan?
1: Yeah, she actually has a pretty impressive history. So Ms. Harris, which is she's 55, she was the first Black woman and the first person of Indian descent to be nominated for national office by a major party. And she's only the fourth woman in US history to be chosen for a presidential ticket.
0: Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah. so right now, before this, she's a senator, the Senator of California. Before that, she was uh, the state, I think, attorney general. And then she was yep. district attorney for for San Francisco and then county attorney or something like that. But she she's went to law school, um, graduated in, in 1989, and in 1990 through 2011 uh, she did a lot of good work prosecuting criminals um, mm. and and getting justice for a lot of crimes that have been committed throughout California
1: right so as DA and attorney general of California she's taken on a lot of work with criminals and a lot of issues um, and one thing you know she's been in was the death penalty so she was pretty against it at one point she was also you know pro legalization of marijuana and these are a lot of things that because she was a DA or and an attorney general, a lot of her political opinions on, you know, criminal issues were made very public. And because of that, you know, that could be good for her. It also could be bad for her.
0: So some of her other issues are uh, she she's a big supporter of the Green New Deal. Yeah. And, and she was uh, she also in, she she ran for president this past year. She dropped mm-hmm. out in last December, December of 2019. But in her, in her campaign, she was a big supporter of a mandatory buyback of assault weapons. Um, that could have been one, one of the reasons that, that she couldn't get enough funding. The same day, Beto Rook said he was going to buy back all assault weapons. He, he, it was the end of his campaign. She also prof- professed support for eliminating private health insurance companies mm-hmm. originally in her campaign. And then she, I, think, I believe she realized she couldn't win the moderate vote on that. So she backtracked. Uh, she was a big supporter at, at a time of Bernie Sanders' healthcare for all. Um, and, and then she also backtracked because she couldn't win on yeah. that now. Now on the Biden ticket, she supports his plan, which is a an upgrade to President Obama's landmark Affordable care act.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, over her presidential campaign and now she's kind of flip-flopped a little bit. She's probably leaned more towards the liberal side of the Democrats, but now working for Biden and being on his ticket She's going to shift more to the moderate side. But either way, she's done a lot of great work as her DA and as attorney general. And as a woman of color in politics, she's made a lot of advancement in her political field.
0: So now the next real question you have to ask about Kamala is why did Biden pick her as as vice president? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a theory. I have a theory. So as we saw in this June and late May, there was a big outrage over the killing of George Floyd. And there's been a big outrage over police brutality in this country. And she is uniquely situated to solve those issues and to fix the problem. So as a black woman, she she can get the black vote and she can understand police brutality. She can understand racism in the country, uh, systematic racism, and she can feel for the black community. But yet she was also district attorney, meaning she worked with cops and and law enforcement to prosecute and, and... and put criminals in jail. So she worked with the cops, but she can also understand the black community. She's uniquely situated at a, as a bridge between the two, which can hopefully fester goodwill, um, because there's a lot of lot of anger between, between the two communities, um, hopefully fester goodwill, but it'll ha- also hopefully create a lot of beneficial policies that won't abolish mm-hmm. the police. It'll keep the police happy, but then it'll also reduce poli- uh, police violence towards African-Americans that is unjustified. And it also reduced the fear they have for law enforcement.
1: Yeah. And that's just why it's so important in general to have Black politicians, lawmakers, uh, and DAs, attorney generals, uh, so you can have people who understand what's going on with the Black community working towards making new laws, making police reform, and trying to stop this situation from the inside.
0: You know, and I think police are going to be a lot more receptive to her because she understands them a lot better than, than other people do. Um, so they're going to be able to work with her more, and hopefully that'll that'll have some solu- create some solution to this problem. I think the other other reason Biden chose her, or I guess that she's a good fit, is that she represents a lot of women in this country. So we've seen in the last twenty ten and really five years, women have been making their way into industries into jobs into places that men have dominated for tens or hundreds of years right so women are so there are a lot more women in business there're a lot more women in politics and she represents right. them right she now that there's all these women in this country doing being in business doing all these things there needs to be somebody in in the white house or close to the top that that represents them she represents a new age of women that don't have to be scared to be involved in politics who are a lot more confident that they can get things done, that they don't have to be as worried about men patronizing them. Or She represents a generation of women that don't need to be scared anymore, that are confident, and they know they can, they can ju- compete just as well as men.
1: Right. And if you look at Biden's you know, potential picks for VP, I was reading some New York Times article, and I had a list of all of Biden's potential picks for VP and they were all women and a lot of them, majority of them were women of color. And well, it's about time that we have a woman and a woman of color in the White House representing all these people. I mean, there are more women in the world than there are men, but we've never had a woman president. and We've never had a woman vice president. So it's about time.
0: It is about time. But the real question now is, can she win? I mean, is she going to be beneficial to Biden or not? Because this, this vice president pick is a lot more important than a lot of others because biden could easily unfortunately pass away if he wins in the next four years um he doesn't plan to run for a second term if he wins he's he's getting up there in age he can get sick get cancer or another disease i mean there is a chance that biden could die and harris could become vice president and maybe even run for a term after that so this vice president pick is very important but is it going to be beneficial to biden i don't know. She is a district attorney. A lot of liberals and progressives don't like district attorneys. They don't like lawyers who put a lot of people in jail. That's just historically, um, they're they're not big into them. In the 1990s, one of Joe Biden's and her biggest faults was something called the Biden Bill, which put a lot of African-Americans in jail, and it did a lot of harm to the African-American community. And in the 1990s, when the bill was being implemented, that was when Kamala Harris was starting off her career. And that was what she based her early career off. She used that bill to prosecute a lot of people in the '90s, um, and and a lot of progressives are are not for that deal. They did not they don't like it today. They look back at it with a lot of a lot of sadness mm-hmm. and anger. So, because she used that 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 di- the Biden bill to to put a lot of people in prison, is that going to be a real detriment to her?
1: You know, there are going to be flaws with every political candidate. That you're never going to find someone perfect. Everyone's going to have their own opinions about someone but it's about who's better. And I think in this election, we have to realize that the person that Biden and Kamala are going against is it's Donald Trump and, and Mike Pence. And they've done a terrible job the past four years. And it's not necessary. I mean, yes, for some people, they, they will only vote based off of their the agenda and everything else. And that's fine. But a lot of it you have to look at. I mean, this is actually a lot about what Michelle Obama was saying in her speech in the DNC a few days ago. And she was talking about not even anything to do with Trump's uh, political agenda and anything about Biden's political agenda. It was all about Trump's ethics and what he's done as president. That's just morally wrong, and that's what's you know super important about this election is that you have to compare two candidates. Not everyone's perfect. Something's better than nothing.
0: I guess that leads us in to the DNC. Um, that's a that's a good bridge. The DNC has been going on. There has been a lot of talk from a lot of politicians from. Obama, from Clinton, from Michelle Obama, and um, from a lot of different people about this election being a big game changer. If if Biden can win this election, it can change the face of the world. And if Trump wins this election, it can do a lot of harm for America in the next four years, right? So Trump has done a lot of bad in, in the past four years, but adding another four years, it'll be a lot harder to recover after the next four years than it is after After the current or the past four years, so so that is the the real fear, and the main point is it can get worse. Um, I think that was that was my opinion that everybody was warning it can get worse. So young people,
1: please vote. Yeah. Another part of the election that was, or not the election, the DNC, uh, the past few nights that they've been talking about is recently Trump has taken a big stand against mail-in voting. He hates it because he thinks that it, it'll be bad for him because it'll get more people to vote who normally wouldn't vote against him. And it will also be bad for all the Republicans just across the board. And well, the data shows, if you, you know, you can go listen to our, we did a previous episode about uh, mail-in voting. And we talked a lot about the data and, you know, the data really doesn't show that there's a big difference um, when you have mail-in voting. It doesn't really make a difference between Republicans and Democrats. I think in this, this case of Trump, it will make a difference and it will, uh, it could cost him his election, but he shouldn't be able to use his political placement as the president to win him the next election in the sense that he's basically saying, I'm stopping all funds to the USPS to, so they can't use mail-in voting and they just won't be able to do it. And if they won't have the money, then, they, then mail-in voting won't work. I have compiled some tweets
0: and some sayings from Trump about mail-in voting. Before we end, we're running out of time. I just want to Read them because I think they're kind of interesting to, to hear what he's actually said. Um, so the first one he says, "Universal mail-in voting is going to be catastrophic. It's going to make our country the laughingstock of the world. The problem with mailing voting, number one, is you're never going to know when the election is over. For months or for years, because these ballots are going to get lost, they're going to be gone. And then the last one, the funniest one is, now they need that money in order to make the post office work, so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. Now, if we don't make a deal, that, that, that means that they don't get the money. That means they can't have universal mail and voting. They just can't have it. <laughs> I just think that was so funny. But he, he just take, he's just taking away something that is so inherent to American democracy. He's taking away people's right to vote. And he's suppre- suppressing, I mean, he's suppressing voting. And that is that is democracy. Democracy is being able to vote for your for your elected officials. Does that make us undemocratic? Does that make him undemocratic? I mean, it's just unbelievable. I don't think I've ever heard of a president trying to strip our country of its democratic values. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what we'll end off with. I mean, how, one question for our viewers, is our democracy being undermined by this president? And can it be restored if after this after this election if he loses or after the next four years if he wins?
1: So please stay safe, stay healthy, and please vote if you're eligible to vote. And remember, this
0: was The Young Perspective.